The impeachment battle rages on. Breastfeeding is now chest feeding, and Bruce Springsteen gets arrested for a DUI. I'll be getting into that and more on The William Hall Show. The impeachment battle rages on. It is continuing to be blown through, and they have no real case for any of the stuff that they're trying to accuse Trump of. Of course, he's no longer in the White House anyways. So them continuing to push this through is already ridiculous. But we got a first look at Trump's new legal team yesterday, and they didn't do a very good job at all, needless to say. So the previous Trump legal team, basically, they all left and and just kind of abandoned him. And he had to bring in these new people. And they didn't do a very good job at representing Trump yesterday at all, at least in my opinion. So a report came out yesterday that two sources who spent time with the former president today described him as being, quote, furious and beyond angry with his impeachment defense team. And it goes on to say that he was specifically upset with attorney Bruce Castor, as you pointed out for his quotes, rambling opening argument. So that is what he basically was doing the entire time. I mean, the guy was tripping over words, didn't seem to really know exactly what he was talking about. So here's a clip of a little bit of what that sounds like. I'll be quite frank with you. We changed what we were going to do on account that we thought that the house manager's presentation was well done. We are generally a social people. We enjoy being around one another. Senators of the United States, they're not ordinary people. And boy, this is a diverse group. We still know what records are, right? On the thing you put the needle down on and you play it. I worked in this building 40 years ago. I got lost then and I still do. I represent the great state of fill in the blank. I saw a headline, Representative so-and-so seeks to walk back comments about, I forget what it was, something that bothered her. I don't want to steal the thunder from the other lawyers, but Nebraska, you're going to hear, is quite a judicial thinking place. If the individual state legislators, legislatures didn't adopt the Constitution, we would not have it. The floodgates will open. As I was going to say originally, it will release the whirlwind. But I subsequently learned since I got here that that particular phrase has already been taken. So I figured I better change it to floodgates. So honestly, that's, that's kind of funny, but it's, it's ridiculous that this guy is up there, to be honest with you. I mean, even I have to admit when somebody's not doing a very good job at representing Trump whatsoever, and really presenting the arguments. The guy really had no idea what he was talking about. Um, and he made a few good points, but just when you had all of these weird, these weird statements and everything in between these good arguments, it just kind of takes away from the overall message about what's going on. So it, it really doesn't matter anyways at the end of the day because the Senate isn't going to convict Trump for any of this stuff. They don't have the numbers to do it. And there's no case really for any of the stuff that the Democrats have done so far. The Democrats have only lied about a lot of the stuff that they've been bringing up. They've been showing hours of video clips that mostly are irrelevant to what they're actually accusing Trump of doing in the first place. So 
Meanwhile, at this time, when certainly people could, or certain politicians could come out and actually try to speak out against this impeachment, specifically Democrats, Joe Biden has remained entirely silent on this issue. He said nothing. To me, this proves that they don't want any unity whatsoever. Here's Jim Jordan kind of summarizing that a little bit. No, no, there's four principles and four facts, four principles. This is unconstitutional. There was no due process afforded the president. This does grave harm. Thirdly, does grave harm to your First Amendment free speech rights. And fourth, it doesn't unify the country, as Joe Biden said he wanted to do just a couple weeks ago. And then the four facts that never changed. How did the president incite a breach of the Capitol when the FBI knew ahead of time this was preplanned, when pipe bombs were found ahead of time, before the president even had the rally, when Capitol Police asked for additional help, they asked for the National Guard to be there, and when the president specifically said, fourth and maybe most important, specifically said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. So four principles, four facts will not change no matter how much video the Democrats show and no matter how long they talk. Those things are fundamental and the American people, I think, instinctively understand those key concepts and key facts. They're allowed to say that the election was stolen. Republicans can't. They're allowed to say fight like hell. Republicans can't. They're allowed to have Thanksgiving with their family. Republicans aren't. We're not allowed to have Thanksgiving with ours. And Nancy Pelosi is allowed to walk around the metal detector that we have to walk through. So Americans are so sick of this. And then when you the language you talked about where Democrats last summer, Democrat members of the Congress said there needs to be more unrest in the streets while there was unrest in the streets. And somehow that's not incitement. But when the president says peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, they're going to impeach him. I mean, this is this is what Americans so despise. There's lots of things they hate about this town. They hate when we spend their money on crazy things. But what they mostly hate is the hypocrisy and the double standard that the elite in this town get to have. Right now, there's a there's a wall around the Capitol to protect the politicians. But, oh, we can't secure the border to protect the country. That's what ticks Americans off more than anything else. And that's why they so appreciated President Trump, because he came here and did what he said and fought for the things American families care about. And right now they're seeing, as Devin said, this crazy circus of an impeachment. Yeah, and he hits the nail on the head with this one. They don't want unity at all. If they did, they wouldn't be pushing forward with this impeachment trial. But they continue to do this stuff. Once again, I I really am starting to think that this is all about trying to keep other candidates from running in the future that are outsiders. Think about this. The Democrats want an established candidate. They want somebody who's been in government like Biden for 50 years, who is just kind of coming in, has tried to be president three times, that's the kind of person they want to see run. They don't want an outsider, somebody that's not welcome in the groups. Of course, they don't like Republicans anyways, but they really don't want someone like Trump to run again, or they don't especially want Trump to run again. Because that would be their absolute worst nightmare. But that is exactly what they're doing here. I think they're trying to send a message that if you run for president, if you try to do something and you don't belong in the established government employee and meet those standards, you're going to be extradited. You're done. We're going to destroy your life. We're going to destroy your business. We're going to destroy everything about what you do and who you are. That is what the Democrats are trying to do here. All of the evidence that the Democrats have shown so far is either irrelevant or fake. And I can prove it. So there was a 
they were posting a bunch of videos, but one of the bigger things that they were doing as well is basically posting responses to Trump's tweets. And they were posting these screenshots of tweets and they showed a reply to one of Trump's tweets with an account that was verified. We'll come to find out the picture that they showed was Photoshopped. Uh, I'll have it displayed here for those that are watching this on video, but the, the person's name was Jennifer Lynn Lawrence. And she wrote on Twitter, I've never been verified on Twitter. So why did my tweet used in the fact free impeachment include a verification badge? I'm assuming Democrats faked it like they are faking the whole case. Representative Swalwell, why did you add a verification badge to my tweet in your presentation? And as you can see there in a the screenshot, they added in the verification badge. They're doing this because they wanted it to be kind of seem to the normal person like, oh, that's someone important. They're verified and they're replying to Trump's tweet and saying these things. But it's a lie. It's a complete and utter lie. They are going to fabricate as much of this as they can. They're going to try and make things seem more legitimate than they are. But the, the problem is that a lie is still a lie. It doesn't matter that you cover it up with a little or put a little verification badge on it. Like, well, the tweet's still real. We just wanted people to think it was more serious than it was because a verification means so much these days, <laughs> which of course it doesn't. But you get the idea. And that's the way that they're going to try and do this entire impeachment trial is to make things that are very minor seem to be really major in the whole light of all of this, because that's the only way that they can prove their case. But I would argue none of these things that they've presented so far have done anything outside of what we've already have known. Trump said to march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol that we know the event was planned way ahead of time and, or at least the protesting was planned ahead of time. So how can they link it to his speech? That's what they want to show. But then they're like, well, he's been saying things that would lead to this for, for way before January 6th, but they haven't shown any of that stuff at all. So that's the problem that you're seeing the Democrats running into at this point in time. There's also another big lie that the media has been spinning as well. And this has also been taking place during the impeachment trial as well. And that is the amount of people that have actually died in the Capitol riots. Now keep in mind, they want to make this seem to be the most deadly event that's taken place in recent time, but that really wasn't the case. So the media has been lying to people and they're telling them that anywhere, depending on where you look, that between five and maybe seven people died or were killed as a result of the Capitol riots. So one out of the seven or out of the seven deaths in some way that they were tied back to the riots. We know so far now that two of those were suicides in the days and weeks following the chaos. Acting Metropolitan Police Chief Robert Conti said that officers Jeffrey Smith and Howard Liebengood took their lives in the aftermath of that battle. So they're right there, two lives that did not even end on January 6th. So how they're calling that a death as a result of that is kind of weird. Now, of course, maybe they committed suicide because of trauma that maybe occurred on the day of January 6th. Not, not really sure, but both of those officers killed themselves. And, and we don't have any information or any more information about, or at least listen the reason as to why they did that. So to 
immediately assume that it was either related to January 6th is disingenuous and you're making an assumption. The other part of this is that there's, uh, as for the civilian deaths that were tied to the riot, we know what the names are. So there was Benjamin Phillips, Ashley Babbitt, which a lot of you already know because a lot of conservatives were talking about her recently, but uh, Roseanne Boylan and Kevin Greeson. It was reported by Chief Conti immediately after the riot that three of the victims, Phillips, Boylan, and Greeson, died from separate medical emergencies. So Kevin Greeson's family later confirmed that he had a high blood pressure and died of a heart attack in the midst of the excitement. Even fewer details have been given about Benjamin Phillips' death, but we do know that he suffered a stroke at some point on January 6th and then later died in the hospital. And then for the third person, uh, Roseanne Boylan, the story is a bit weirder for this one, but it's reported that uh, she was trampled to death. That was the initial report. This was obviously certain, qu- certainly qualify unquestionably as a death from the riot, if, if you're just looking at it from that. But a more in-depth explanation about her death basically revealed that she had collapsed amid a flood of people near the Capitol, and then they tried to resuscitate her with through CPR, and as a result... Nothing happened and she died there. So the cause of death is pending as of right now. So that's kind of weird. But the one that everybody knows about because we were talking about her recently is Ashley Babbitt, which is the clearest case of all. Now, if you recall, there was a video basically showing her trying to climb through one of the windows in the Capitol. And then this kind of police officer just behind the window, very strangely, just kind of comes out of nowhere and shoots her through the window. Okay. Now, this was a weird clip because there were cops even behind her. So it's very strange to see uh, a, a certain one of the officers shooting her from the front while other several officers were behind her, not doing anything at all. It's very strange. But we can attribute that death directly to the riot. But that's one person. That's one person. And yet they're continuing to lump all of these deaths in with the entire riot situation and leaving the details out of it entirely. And a part of the fact, too, is that they don't even want to talk about Ashley Babbitt because they feel, well, she was a Trump supporter. They don't really want to talk about her all that much. The the fact is, is that it's weird that you don't hear any of the Democrats talking about police brutality now. That's kind of odd. I mean, she was unarmed. Why aren't they out there talking about the fact that she should have never been shot as a result of this? Real strange. It's almost like they pretend to care about police brutality or police overreacting to certain incidents, but only if they fit the racial bill that they require it to fit. But either way, once again, just we have to make sure that we're being careful about the evidence that we're looking at here and the things that the Democrats are presenting because they are saying a lot of stuff that very well may not be true just for the sake of trying to make an argument. So for a long time now, you've had a lot of the trans rights activists come out and basically try to tell us the different types of words we need to use. It came with pronouns in your bio. You need to have she and her and he and him and all of these things. Then they said, we want bathrooms. We want bathrooms that are maybe just gender anonymous type bathrooms. And we want this and we want that and it it just continued to go and continued to move then we started as i reported on last week started seeing them do even more to get 
trans women into sports and basically beating women at their own game. And now, now of all things, they're changing the words breastfeeding to chest feeding. Now, this is all from Brighton's trans-friendly midwives. And they're saying that midwives have been told to say chest feeding instead of breastfeeding and to replace the term mother with mother or birthing parent as part of moves to be more trans-friendly. Staff has also been instructed, just when you thought that wasn't crazy enough, to say that breast milk should be replaced with phrases like human milk or chest milk or milk from the feeding mother or parent. Honestly, this <laughs> this has to be a joke. This is ridiculous. You know, you know, there's a certain point when you have to wonder if people are just like laughing at themselves. I mean, to me, I would have to imagine that these people are just trying to find the next stupid thing to say and do. What's crazier about this is that even the people that they're trying to pander to with this don't like this. There was a trans person on Twitter that replied to this main story saying, literally no trans people asked for this. This is an attempt by the media to vilify us. It, what's crazy is that, I mean, my only question to this was, you're just now realizing that? You're just now realizing that the left is using the whole trans argument along with many other things to basically get you to agree with them to make you feel like they're on the right side of history. They don't care about you. They're going to come up with whatever it is that they feel like is necessary next. Because in the ideal of progressivism, there's no way that you can just sit still and kind of soak it all in for a bit. You have to be moving forward or you're moving backwards in their opinion. That's why they hate conservatives because we refer to or prefer to conserve things. That's the biggest difference here. But of course they're using you. They're pandering to you. And they think you'll like it, but that's the problem. The more gay, trans, whatever you are, people that understand this will begin to realize that the Democrats are not their friends. These people don't care. And another thought I had is, can you imagine how insulting it must be for a woman with breast cancer to read stuff like this? I mean, I mean, just they are stripping everything away from women. And, and you have very few feminists that are willing to talk about this, to bring it up, to act like it's actually existing or happening. This is an attack on women in our society. And right now, the only people that care about me, uh, at least allowing women to be women are conservatives. That's it. Because they are working to move in this next group, the next, the trans thing, that's the next kind of woke crowd that they're trying to pander to. The problem with progressivism is that the second that something more progressive happens or some more progressive people come, comes available somehow, they'll drop you in a heartbeat to cater to those people. That's why you even had the trans stuff infecting itself into the BLM movement. I mean, they don't care about black people. The second that trans people come in, they're, boom, they're the most important now. Now, gay and lesbian isn't so, so great to them because they've replaced it with something even more woke, even more progressive in their opinion. And that's, that's only going to continue. 
there's no stopping what they're doing. The only thing we can realize is understand the faulty mentality with this kind of ideology. It doesn't work this way. At some point, you're going to get tossed out and be old news. So your best bet is to face the facts, become a conservative, realize what's going on out there, and and stop letting these people trick you into thinking that they're on your side. Because, honestly, they're really not. Just a quick reminder that I do have a Patreon where you can directly support the show here. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to leave a rating as well as it helps out the show. So Aunt Jemima is now, they finally changed their branding. They finally did it. So there were reports that they were going to do it because people were so upset that there was a black woman on the cover of Syrup. This is ridiculously stupid already. They were subjected to the whole cancel culture thing last year where people started going after brands that they felt like were culturally appropriating certain races. And they were one of the ones caught up in this disaster, needless to say. So the new brand now is, is that it's going to be listed as Pearl Milling Company. I, that doesn't even sound good. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like no one's going to know what that is. Um, and, I, and it probably won't matter anyways, but we'll see. So the products will still bear the similar red label on the front, um, but it will no longer feature on Jemima. And the companies are also, the other companies are also rethinking Uncle Ben and Mrs. Butterworths. There are several others too that they were looking at basically having them restructure the entire naming of their product simply to satisfy the woke outrage culture. Now, 90% of people don't care about this. 90% of people aren't thinking about what products they're buying in this way. And, and to me, I see it very differently, especially for this one, because Aunt Jemima was a real person. So this herb has been around for many years, and there was an actual Aunt Jemima that made royalties off of this because they wanted to use her likeness on the bottle. Why is that important? That is important because this was, and that whole brand was about really inspiring everything about being somebody that was represented in a positive way. Of course, it's, you know, just syrup, but she was kind of this positive figure. They clearly wanted to represent her on a national brand like this. Why aren't people celebrating this thing? Why isn't this a good thing? But yet, they don't want you to think that. They've changed everything. And, and they basically just shot themselves in the foot. This brand is done. They're, they're done. I'm never buying anything from this brand again. I can tell you that right now. I don't think anybody else should either. Because they literally were willing to kill their brand to basically suck up to the outrage mob that, that cancels everything in their wake, and they don't care about your company. They will cancel you no matter what. If they kept Aunt Jemima on the bottle, 70 million Americans, the ones that voted for Trump, would have been buying those. <laughs> but yet they decided to go the other way. It doesn't make any sense. The fact is, is that it, all it goes to show is that these companies would rather have no representation on their brands than to have a strong, successful black woman on their products. 
that's why this is such a dumb situation. And they're going to lose their entire brand over it. In the last story for the day, Bruce Springsteen got arrested for a DUI. Now, in the last show, I talked about his advertisement that he did with Jeep for the Super Bowl. This ad was extremely popular, or at least was viewed a lot. And there were very split decisions on the actual kind of ways that we should perceive this advertisement. I did a reaction to the advertisement as well. But what's crazy about this is that Springsteen was arrested at the Gateway National Recreation Area and will appear in court in the coming weeks now. So officials cited him for a DUI, drinking alcohol in a closed area, and driving recklessly. And these are the law enforcement sources that are talking about this. Okay, wait, so you're telling me that the guy that was talking about unity and America and middle America and the average of just working American and us being able to come together through all of our differences is the same guy that was driving drunk in a car commercial. Let that sink in for a second. So what's even more interesting about this is that Jeep pulled the ad. They get rid of it. So it's gone now. You can't find it. You can watch my reaction video. That's the only place, probably only one of the few places you're going to be able to find it. But that ad is gone. And I already taught, I already did a video or in that video, I talked about the fact that Bruce was the wrong person for this video. Number one, he's a Trump hater. And now apparently he's, he's driven drunk before recently. So he has no business being in any kind of advertisement for a car or probably anything else for that matter, especially one that's not even so much about the car, but calling for unity at the same time. So how convenient is it that they found a separate reason to pull the ad? I mean, I can only assume that they knew about this DUI. I mean, before you go in trying to put up a national commercial for a car, one of the things that you think that they would be wanting to know is, did you drive drunk? (laughs) How recently? Those would be pretty good questions that you might want to ask. So it's a pretty bad look for a person with a DUI advertising a car. And one would think, that that's the one thing that you shouldn't have on your record if you're going to do that. So the, the video or the, the actual original advertisement that Jeep posted on YouTube got a ton of dislikes. YouTube was deleting the, the dislikes, which they kind of do pretty often now, to control your perception of the response to the video. So you'll see it and you'll see mostly likes and you'll be like, oh, well, you know, clearly everybody's for this unity, but they pulled it anyways. My assumption here, quite honestly, is that Jeep knew about the DUI and didn't care. The reason why they probably really pulled this ad is because this guy's not for unity at all. And then they're just using the DUI, that news coming out, and using that as the justification to pull the advertisement. So we'll see where this goes. Um, Either way, once again, if you haven't seen my reaction video, go check that out. It's pretty interesting of an ad that they try to play there during the Super Bowl. But with that being said, that's all I have for you today. I thank you for watching the show and I'll see you on the next one. You just watched an episode from the William Hall Show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe.